Hey everyone, welcome to an episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Jai. Hi, I'm Charles. What's up? We're talking What Happened, Brittany Murphy, the recent documentary on HBO Max. Uh, half this episode will be up on the free feed, and then the rest of it will be on our Patreon. So sign up for that for five bucks a month. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's get into this. What are your... I was going to ask you, because I just have kind of like notes throughout the film, but what is everyone's history with Brittany Murphy? Like, what did you... Jai, you can go first. What did you know about her, like... When did you first see her and stuff like that? Um, the first time I saw her in anything was Clueless. And yeah, I think a lot of people, right? And then it was Girl Interrupted. Yeah. And then that movie with... Actually, not that movie with... Um, that guy who's married to Catherine Cedar-Jones. What's his name? Michael Douglas. Oh. Something about... That movie, oh, like Numbers. One where she's in the, the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember oh, what that movie's okay. called. Oh, God, what's it called? Um, Don't Say a Word. Don't Say it, yeah. So that must have been before Girl Interrupted. No, that's 2001, okay. Girl Interrupted. I'm so, yeah, out I mean, I've hospital. seen her like, yeah. in all of those movies. And then, obviously, like, um, Eight Mile and, like, that comedy with Ashton Kutcher. So, like, I, I mean... Just I, Married, yeah. I knew she was... I like her a lot. I thought she was an amazing actress, but I didn't. And I've seen, you know, I saw a lot of things with her in it, but I did know that that she was like a droggy kind of. I don't know why mm-hmm. we assumed that. Maybe that's what it was said in the media, in the magazines and stuff. I don't know. And so when she died, I just thought, okay, yeah. I mean, she was anorexic and she did a lot of drugs, and that was it. That's yeah, and I knew she was vaguely married, but never... I didn't know that. I knew she was married to somebody that wasn't famous. I think that's all I knew, oh, is that okay. he was, like, behind the scenes I didn't guy. even know that much about her personal life. I just... Did you know she dated Ashton when they were doing Just Married? Did you know I that? Did, I think yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, I think yeah. I knew that. I think I knew that so, so far about her. But I didn't know much about her. Do you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. really... I don't think any of us did. No, I, think I mean, lot, no. I don't think so. I think more stuff came out about her way, like after she died. And this is the first kind of comprehensive look I feel like we've had at yes. her life ever. I know, and it's been so long. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? So what did you think about the documentary overall? Like, did you like how it was done? Or um, like, what would you change? I I like I like the documentary. I do feel like a lot of it was kind of shocking. I mean, like yeah. I didn't expect it. I didn't. I mean, seeing her mom was, uh, you know, oh, that interview that they did like oh, together. That was oh, exactly like so, what he said. So cringe. So, uncom- so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I do think they covered quite a lot actually, which I liked, like mm-hmm. from the beginning of her career and like. Like they 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 talked to her friends and like you know what mm-hmm. the conversation was like oh you had to look this way in order to fit in and to get big I know. so the pressure I I do think it was a good documentary I feel like I I kind of like that they don't make um what is it called like a final they don't make a an assumption or an opinion at the end of it like they say I mean. Not many documentaries do that, but it's not really clear. They don't say, oh, he definitely killed her. He, they just highlight that, that he was yeah. shady. They just, um, they, they just kind of like pre- present the facts. And some, exactly, like, yeah, which I liked. And, yeah, yeah, which it's, I do. It's not, they're not really hinting like, oh, 
this happened, they just kind of put everything out there for you. And I, I quite like that. They were quite, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's different cool. from all the documentaries I've seen. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, totally. What are you, what are you, Charles? When did you first hear? Um, I think the same, probably in Clueless. Um, but it wasn't until like, I like saw them, um, when they did that montage of her career that she had been like so many movies that I love. So many. Like, Drop Dead um, Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous <laughs> and like Freeway and Girl yeah. Interrupted. <laughs> and, like, yeah. Um, mm. and like, I like always forget that she, she was an eight mile too, but, um. Do you? Yeah, it was a yeah. weird casting choice, I have to say. It, um, I mean, I mean, it it w- wasn't necessarily like um, the person who I would have in mind for that 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 part, but like, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't really have any com- complaints with like her performance. So I did like, really like the fact that they touched on the like her with Eminem and she that she was just kind of like, yeah, I fucked Eminem. Like, so what? <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. Like, they didn't like, and I think one of her friends was kind of quoted as saying, like, yeah, I mean, fuck, I would too. Like, who cares? Oh, yeah, like, you know, oh, like yeah, exactly. that she kind of rode that wave of like, yeah, we hooked up. Like, so what? You know, I'm not mm-hmm. married. Like, <laughs> yeah, whatever I want. That was you know? cool um yeah i just find that yeah it's so crazy she's in a lot of stuff yeah um so how did you like the documentary like overall you liked it 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 was good like it um like i mean um i didn't like um i didn't like know Brittany murphy as like a person like she was always just sort of a character on screen Mm -hmm. and so it um it just um it created a lot of like sympathy for for me because you know like you, you always hear, oh, you n- never n- n- know what these people are going through behind closed closed yeah. doors, and just like seeing like all the horrible stuff that she had to go through was just very like gut wrenching and like hard, hard to watch. Yeah, it was. So, um, um, yeah, I so from my perspective, I I also saw Brittany Murphy in Clueless first, but then I think going back, I was looking at her catalog like her imdb and she was in a lot of stuff before clueless but we just didn't know like she was her very first credit was this tv show called murphy brown with Candace bergen which was a big deal in 91 which i find really interesting then she was in a show called drexel's class for 18 episodes i think it's a kid show oh i i I used to to watch it but like i don't remember what it was about (laughs) yeah right she's in that she's brenda drexel it's like 18 episodes she was she was in a lot of smaller shows but she was in like one episode she's in one episode of blossom another show i love she's in like one episode of frasier two episodes of party of five six episodes of sister sister before clueless oh wow so she was like she wasn't completely new but I, but I obviously saw her first in Clueless, I think, as did everyone else. And yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I love her. She's in so much stuff. Yeah, we did um, Freeway. Uh, we also just recently did Cherry Falls. <laughs> and and now that I know what I know about her in Cherry Falls, I mean, everyone seemed like they were on lots of like types of drugs in that film anyway, because the story was just so ludicrous. <laughs> and um but she especially during that era, this was like 99, 2000, she had significantly looked different from Girl Interrupted to that film. So I definitely think something had happened it between like that year, like 99 and 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, she just looks very like, she's a lot thinner yeah. in, in Cherry Falls than she is in Girl Interrupted. And that's about like a year span. 
So like, I think that's when they, she had dark hair though. She didn't have the blonde yet, but I think that might be when they were talking about the agents telling her like, she's cute, but she's not fuckable. Like, can you imagine hearing that? Oh God. Like, yeah. I think that is probably that around that time, but she definitely acted very different than the than the way she acted before yeah. but i i love her she reminds me a lot of um like i i just did slums of beverly hills she reminds me a lot of natasha leone like yeah. if she was older yeah. like if she'd yeah. grown up you know and now she just has that really cool sense of humor which is why i love a lot of like east coast actresses because they just have that like she's from jersey mm-hmm. natasha's from new york like she just has that like an edge to it yeah, yeah. and i also, love how the casting people said that she's the same they're like yeah, she's the same girl <laughs> totally yeah it's kind of playing herself i do think it's sad that i mean if she like was 25 or 27 now it would be so different like she would have like a great career and it wouldn't she wouldn't have the same pressure that women did in the 90s and like yeah. early 2000s where it's so true like all the leading actresses were like blonde thin blue eyed you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like it's just sad like even and if she that, got it now even if she got it now from some people there would be so many other avenues that oh, people yeah. would accept her so she oh, wouldn't have sure. to take you know well yeah i mean it's so different now like but back then it's true you have to fit in that particular look and it's uh, I mean, it's so f- rubbish, really. The, it really everyone sucks. had to be anorexic. Everyone had to look in a certain way, you know. I know. I did. I also really loved that highlight of like Kirsten Dunst kind of <gasps> wasted in a bar. Oh yeah. Because I love <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, and I was like, I She's need cool. some more of like this girl hangout, <laughs> like <laughs> Brittany Murphy, Kirsten Dunst, and like whoever the other like young actresses were, that were hanging yeah. out at the I time. Like Kristen Dunst too. She's yeah, cool. I love her. I think she's so cool. She's super cool now. I'm mm-hmm. pulling for her to win the Oscar. Oh my God. That movie looks amazing. Definitely. Yeah. I think she, the one with Benedict, is it Benedict Cumberbatch with the ranch, right? Uh, yes. Is that, that one? Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's something God. I can't yes. remember what it's called, but it looks amazing. I mean, he's an, am- I, I love everything that he's in it. Who? Uh, Benedict? Yeah. He's an incredible actor. I love him. I do really like Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he's so cool. And like, and he yeah. has that, I, he has that voice, and you can just like listen to him read the phone book for like oh, yeah. hours. Yeah, he does. You know? yeah, like, <laughs> that's what I love so much. Like, he's English and he's playing a cowboy. I mean, I love that. You know, they, they went for an English actor to play something that's kind of American, very American. I also liked when know? Tom Hiddleston played Hank Williams. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> I also could listen to him read the phone book, preferably as Loki, though, not as Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> oh, I love Tom Hiddleston. Um, but yeah, this is okay. So my overall thoughts about this documentary, I it came across for me, I felt really sad after watching it. And there aren't that many that I actually feel that sad about. I just wish it was a tad more positive. I felt like it was a little tabloidy. Mm-hmm. I feel like it does that. Any any kind of documentary that opens up with a nine one one call, I was like, I know. "Oh, we're going yeah. there." I was I like, agree "Okay." With you. I thought that yeah. was a little like some things were a little shocking, and I kind of wish it wasn't so much about Simon. I feel like, but I get I get that we had a part one and part two. I didn't really think there needed to be split. I didn't know why it couldn't have been one cohesive film and why it was split into two parts. I thought that was kind of weird. But I wish it was more, I wish we got a more positive documentary and 
the example of one that I love is the one that was done on Heath Ledger, where it was like mm-hmm. all of his close friends. I think it's called I'm Heath. It's yeah. incredible. And it kind of really just highlights more of his spirit. And I feel like Brittany Murphy probably has a similar type of spirit where like, you, I don't really want to like, not that I don't want to know too much about the darkness, but I, I want a positive one because well, I, I think she's interesting. I mean, I see what you, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, like it's different because she died under really like, uh, yeah, mysterious circumstances, like, yeah. circumstances. So of course they had to explore, um, that guy's character simon's character you know that they, they had to explore yeah, his guess. life and like so because gross. he i mean and also he ended up dying six months later yeah so he was like a main part of this whole thing i i mean i know what you say but also i think it's quite hard to highlight um the positives about like her life i mean they kind of talked about her yeah, upbringing they did. And, you know yeah. how amazing she was and everyone was so impressed all her teachers or like tutors whatever were super impressed with her but um, I mean, I just think she, the the last, I don't know, 10 years of her life were kind of dark in a way. I know. Yeah, it's a long time. You know, I don't it's know. Such I, a long I almost time. feel like I'd rather know the truth than like sugarcoat someone's life. That's true. That's true. So, you know, which a lot I'm, of like, documentaries do. They kind of just tell you all the great things about that person. That's life. true. I guess I would like an additional documentary more of her life just focus on her life and yeah, yeah and like yeah. her personality and stuff yeah. like that because that's like the heath ledger one i can't even watch it like brings me to tears like the oh. entire thing it's just so good but but yeah that's true because his death was like it was him it wasn't exactly. like yeah someone was accused of like foul play or anything like that so yeah i mean i i'm glad i watched it there's been so many podcasts and things that have talked about this already and i've been trying to avoid them until we recorded because i didn't want to hear what other people thought so i'm kind of excited this week to go and find the the ones i want to listen to to see what other people thought about the situation yeah but okay so my first note i have was like i just mentioned the 911 call was so distressing my first note i had was i had no idea that the mom lived with them almost the entire duration of their like marriage it's weird somewhat right i think for a year i I thought that in that house specifically when they moved to that house like she always lived there Hmm. i thought was weird and the mom you hear the mom hysterically crying and the operator is telling simon to do compressions but they're really slow Mm-hmm. like he was doing them slower than you should and the mom is yelling like no that's not it because the operator's like faster faster not like one two three it needs to be like one two three four one two three four like that and then he was going like one two like you could hear him in the back and the mom mm-hmm. was like no it has to be faster and then the operator's like yes that's not fast enough and i was like oh my gosh uh this is so weird um and then okay we get kathy and jimmy which i totally never hear a lot about so it's interesting that they interviewed her for this because they were on king of the hill like they did the voices for the mm-hmm. characters on king of the hill mm-hmm. and then the coroner gets there and he said the whole thing was weird when he got there and like the hair on his arms like stood up like yeah i was like well what was she was in a bathroom also it was really weird that he like didn't touch the bathroom and then that reporter like we'll get into it it's it's super strange so the fact that the coroner who an la coroner has seen its fair share of like overdoses of 
you know, multiple types of death in that way, like substance type deaths. And even, I guess, the fact that he just thought it was weird that Simon, I get, like, it's just, yeah, what did they say happened? Mm-hmm. That she was like, what did they say happened? That she was asleep and that she got yeah. up to, like, go to the bathroom? And that she had been sick for, like, a few weeks or something, right? Or oh, yeah, when right. they were traveling yeah. from, where did they go? Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was, like, on cold medicine? She, had, she was like, on tons of drugs. Well, she was on, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like pills, yeah. I just, I mean, imagine, it's like someone who is super anorexic, who doesn't really eat, is going to be super weak anyway, and it's not going to have, like, enough, um, you know what I mean? Not a- antibodies or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, just an then, immune system. Yeah, super weak immune system. And then she's got a flu. It could be something so simple like a flu. And then he's taking all these um, pills on top of that and not eating. Like, Of course, she she died of a heart attack. That's quite common with people yeah. who have anorexia, actually. I don't know why they don't talk about that. but Oh, that, pneumonia? Um, well, and, yeah. Oh, and... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and then um, when Dr. L- Lisa comes on screen, who's like my new favorite coroner ever. Oh my um, God, the retired one. Dr. Lisa Shinen. Um, yeah. I love puzzles. Um, but um, she like said that Brittany was, um, after the autopsy, that Brittany was extremely anemic. Um, yeah, of course. Because right, of the yeah. anorexia. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and um, that. Uh, also. Also weird that Simon didn't want an autopsy. That well, that, I, that struck yeah. me as very odd. Yeah, I mean, I think very they all odd. said that that they were like, "That's weird. Why would you not want to know how your wife died?" Um, I mean, I do think it's just. I I mean, I do think he, because they will know that they were taking so many like illegal pills you know not illegal but prescribed and they were taking the prescriptions or whatever it is they were doing in order to get those prescriptions right well they well they found over 90 prescription bottles like on just on simon's side of the table or of of the bed which sounds crazy and i think they were under like all these like aliases too Mm -hmm. um which um which is uh which raises some questions yeah Um, yeah totally right (laughs) i think of course, they all thought it, the media thought it was an overdose at first, and I mm-hmm. guess that's yeah. what Simon what wanted them to think. Is that what he kind of wanted them to think, and why he didn't want an autopsy? But somehow there was though, because the yes. mom, and also the mom being in charge of everything. <laughs> oh gosh. too like yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get there. But I also, mean, I the, just think, sorry, oh, they yeah, all lived on. together, and they were all addicted to pills. It's very simple. Yeah. Like even the mom probably didn't want people to know because then they will hurt her and you know because they're responsible for her as well because they live together they, they would just be seen as like terrible like a terrible husband a terrible mom who didn't do anything to help their daughter who had a problem like, yeah that's yeah. true um the first time that we see simon talking i thought was so weird because i've never heard him speak Mm-hmm. And I think I knew he was English, but I just didn't place what he sounded like. And when they showed him talking, 
um, it was the it. I think it was like they were just showing clips of them together, and you could see how they mentioned it was kind of a weird kind of control relationship. Oh yeah, and the way she kind of looked at him, and the way that they interacted together, it just felt really like I think the people around her were just saying after him, it just got weird. Mm-hmm. We just didn't really know where she was. Like I mean, it was it was just really weird. And I wrote so there's a reporter Amber. Who was a reporter for like, was it Radar Online? I th- I think or mm-hmm. I forgot where she was a reporter, but she was the only reporter that Simon wanted to talk to. Mm-hmm. And he like calls her and he's like, "Hi, like I don't want to talk to anyone else but you." And and she was like, "I gotta get this story." But he was being really weird. I mean, he just is really weird. Like, he- well, that I think it's just he's an extremely weird and eccentric guy who on top of that like you know has a shady past you know like yeah. having like that wife and whatever oh, but I don't so think weird. I think he's just like a, he's a kind con of, artist well that mm-hmm. yeah I, don't I mean like, he has like that that journalist like that reporter coming in I don't even think he's thinking straight I think he's just like like no okay like i see like, pill out up. yeah exactly yeah yeah totally um i love when they talk to amy heckerling i do so cool. love her <laughs> um she is the writer director of clueless if you all don't know also fast times at ridgemont high uh in the 80s uh she directed that but oh god she's like my personal hero her and penelope spheris like, yeah she's so, so cool. cool and she talks about britney and how great she was on the set and i was like oh i would give anything in my life to go to be a fly on the wall of the behind the scenes of clueless <laughs> I feel like that movie just looks like so much fun to make. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it just looks like a dream <laughs> to make that movie. And all the clothes and all the costume, like just everything. It's just so cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if they really knew that they were just creating this, like beyond a cult film at this point. I mean, Clueless is, yeah. And I think one of the girls in there mentions like, you know, she's done, Oh, it was that girl who was the writer. It was like Lizzie. She was like, I think she like held up the DVD or something. And she's like, oh, yeah. this is the best movie of all time. And if and you don't, don't like, like it, it, then you're broken. <laughs> like, it's like, agreed. It's <laughs> like, true. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, it it's, is like um, the best. You know, I actually have a, I have a quarrel to pick with like those millennials. Um, because like they <laughs> the younger always ones. talk. They always talk about how Mean Girls is like the best movie ever, and I'm no. like blah oh, blah no. blah blah, and I'm I'm just like I don't know. I saw it once, and it didn't really knock my socks off, but you know, Clueless did. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, I know all um, of Clueless by heart, like backwards yeah. and forwards. I was, um, I was like, okay, we get it. Regina George is a mean girl, you know, like. <laughs> But Amber is the ultimate villain. Like I, I know, and <laughs> and let's be honest, Amber has better outfits. <laughs> she does. She actually does. Like especially when she's in that club and she is dancing with uh, Elton, and she has that like pink tutu kind of skirt. Oh my god, that was so cool! <laughs> like all of them, like it's so cool. This is kind of off, off. This is completely off topic, but were Amber and Cher like? friends or had they just known each other for a long time and they just kind of tolerated each other like i wasn't sure what to make of that relationship frenemies okay yeah they're they're the classic uh the classic frenemies but what's so cool about them is that they like still reunite for like a good cause 
Like, yeah, even yeah. when Cher has that drive, you know, like, yeah. the, the clothing drive, like, you see Amber there working. I mean, she's not dumb. She's not going to, yeah. like, take herself out of the social running. But she does like to just, like, rag on Cher's clothes and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But I I feel like they might – their backstory might be interesting. Like, they may have been friends in elementary school. Mm. And then when Cher got, like, 13 or something, you know, like, 12, 13, she was like, I'm going to be friends with D now. Or something yeah. like that, you know? So she's, like, still kind of mad with her. Because I, I sort of got the sense they had been friends at some point, like, and just something had changed. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it was, but it, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. You see a lot of those digs, like, when, when Ty tells uh, Cher, like, you know, after that, like, situation at the mall? And she's like, everyone was talking about Ty's brush with death at the mall. Mm-hmm. And they're all, like, hearing the story. And then Cher's like, oh, hey, Ty, like, let's go out this weekend. And then she's like, oh, no, I said I was going to go to Melrose with Amber. And the way that Amber looks at Cher, and she's like, we're going to Melrose. Like, yeah, bitch, she's going to hang out with me. Like, Cher just kind of looks at her, and then she rolls her eyes, and she's like, what about next Tuesday? And then she's like, you think we could do it next Monday? My week's filling up pretty fast here. And then just like, like, yeah, I definitely think there's something going on with Amber Mm -hmm. and Cher, for sure. I also love that Brittany Murphy was in one episode of the Clueless TV show. And oh, she didn't she? play Ty. Oh, yeah, she played cool. this girl Jasmine, and they're in like oh. a they're in like a driving class, at, like you know driver's ed, and they're like all learning to drive, and she's driving all crazy and like yelling like a total Jersey mom out the window. It's a great <laughs> episode. If I find it on YouTube, I'll link it and I'll put it in the on the website because it's really funny. Where she just is very Brittany Murphy, like she yeah. just is kind of like Ty, you know, like that attitude, which is really funny. And they, I love how they deconstruct the way that she. Um, said that line, you're a virgin who can't drive. But they were like, yes. she just nailed it. Like, so well. Oh my God, it's so it's funny. So, it's so good, just the way she says it. And yeah, I mean, she just was, I feel like she's the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. She has I, the most yeah. transformation. I, I, I mean, agree. yeah, she's she's just so funny. I love it. Um, I wish, I really wish I could talk, like, listen to Amy Heckerling talk about it, like, forever. Mm-hmm. So then we get to, they're doing, like, a timeline throughout this whole thing. So they're doing, like, she died in December of 09. So they're like, January 2010, Simon's out at dinner and they're paparazzi outside being like, Simon, like, how are you? Like, what's going on? And he's just like, oh, you know, please just let me like, you know, uh, go back home and we're grieving. And then we get to their publicist and then we get to those awkward photos of Brittany Murphy's oh mom God. and Simon oh. together. God. What? Why was that even done? I don't even know why those photos exist. It looks like an engagement. It's like, why? What were they thinking? It's so weird. It's so weird. It sort of reminds me of those old photos from like the 1800s when, like, after someone (laughs) died, like their family would pose with the body. Oh yeah, they had those. Like it, it just, it just, it just looks so like macabre and like off-putting and just it just just made me feel dirty you know speaking of feeling dirty macabre and off-putting let's get into this larry king interview (laughs) that they did together shortly after she died i have never seen this and i am shocked i think this is one of the moments out loud when i actually went like oh my god as i was watching it (laughs) i was just completely there are like three or four times that i said what 
during this whole thing i i just did not uh, this feels like watching like a britney spears uh documentary yeah. and there's all mm-hmm. this shit you like had no idea about and you're like what i think i said that when i watched the britney spears documentary i was like what how is all this going on like wow i know nothing i really thought mm-hmm. i was yeah. i knew a lot about everything or you know pop culture i thought i knew a fair amount but wow i mean there's just so much that they keep from you and this was another one of those moments i mean the fact that larry asked oh well are you know to sharon the mom or either it's sharon or shannon um and they were like is it sharon yeah and they're like oh he's like oh so you're gonna are you gonna move back east because you know your your daughter was here working and you're from jersey whatever and she and then like simon answers for her or like yeah. answers for oh, them yeah. and he's like oh well huh. and then like larry kind of looks like uh what and then they kind of laugh and then like oh we don't know what? yet we don't know like what we're doing i was like we like what oh, oh yeah i mean it's so and just the way that she's acting like the way she was describing her last moments and then simon is just kind of like yeah, they're both just I, – I don't even know how they had a publicist and managed to do that. I, well, I thought that was before they got the new publicist. Oh, was it? Did they have one before yeah. or they didn't have one? I'm, I'm not sure if they had one, like, specifically for Britain's death because I thought, like, that – it was it was, like, that gray-haired guy who acted yeah, for mm-hmm. publicist that came in. I, I thought he said he came in after that had – Happens. oh okay okay because that, yeah. that that makes sense he's probably like whoa i need to do crisis management and because- i'm I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he like told them i was like you should have done that that interview it was a disaster yeah <laughs> like, and- yeah yeah like n- why would anyone do that when you're already kind of suspected like why yeah. would you like put yourself out there like this um i i just wrote omg what the hell is going on then we got ted casablanca that's the blind item guy it is yeah so <laughs> um blind you know like blind gossip mm-hmm. like those blind items where it's like told in a riddle but they don't tell you who the celebrity is like a famous uh, a plus okay. movie star was seen out at a club canoodling with his not wife he has a movie coming out this saturday like they don't tell you who it is but it's like mm-hmm. they're telling you without and you kind of figure yeah. it out he's like one of i think he's one of the early ones like i don't want to say the yeah. worst but was it ones, right well um i, th- I think like the first famous one might have been like head a hopper from like the 50s oh yeah you're like, right um because like I don't, I don't like i or something like i don't know i could be wrong but like it seemed like he was he was like active around like the like early to mid aughts i guess yeah you know? in, like, like late 90s yeah yeah oh yeah well so me and charles listen to like these awesome celebrity podcast now <laughs> um uh shout out to beyond the blinds because they're awesome and they talk about blind gossip like they kind of deconstruct them and find them about different celebrities or whatever so they talk about ta- ted casablancas a lot and he always writes in these riddles like mm-hmm. they're really really complex it's it's really strange but yeah i thought that was interesting that that was him then this is when she is told around this time this is i guess like 99 in la that she is not fuckable that mm. she's really cute and really talented, but she needs to be fuckable. Essentially, this is the word that the agent, I guess. This is what when, when I hate men. Like they have oh, no yeah, the power of the words, like you know, on women. Yeah. Like it's yeah. It's it's fucked. And then this is when she changed. And I remember um there was a what was it? Is it Kathy Najimi? I think was yeah. it on the set of King King of the Hill when she's like 
oh, you know, like she started noticing her changing, like her hair was blonde, like she was a lot thinner. And she asked her, I think, you know, I love the hair, like the hair's great, but like, is this you? Yeah. Like, do you want to do this? And she's like, that's what they say I have to do. Like in order to get the role, like that's what they say I have to do. I have to look like this. I have to be blonde and be skinny and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And she's just like, oh my God. Like, yeah. And Simon wasn't involved yet. This is before Simon. So this yeah. is just Hollywood shit. This is just like general Hollywood shit that they do. Um, this had nothing to do with even the guy she was with. Then I wrote, uh, Simon talks to this reporter again, this woman that she's like obviously trying to get this story. And then I wrote, OMG, Kirsten Dunst, drunk in LA. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, in 2000. Then they go through some of the films that she did, Freeway um, with Reese Witherspoon, where she plays their, they're like, she plays the hardest role. Um, yeah. She ends up playing a lot of people in mental institutions or that's hospitals. That's sad. I, yeah. I hate that she just got those roles. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't really have, I mean, she's proven to be an amazing actress, but then they just give her that kind of mm-hmm. character to play. It's sad, you know? I love how they say she should have gotten an Oscar for Girl Interrupted. I mean, yeah, she was I really fucking I totally good. Agree. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, they say, all were really great in that. Yeah, film, I was going to so say, like, if they had an ensemble uh, Oscar, they should definitely give it to <laughs> the whole cast of Girl Interrupted. Because Angelina won, right? Mm-hmm. She won, yeah. I mean, Angelina could like act in a paper bag and they'd probably give her something. That is true. I mean, she should have gotten one for Hackers. I mean, fight me. Yeah, <laughs> she was. That was her first movie. Or Gia. I think she should have gotten a fucking Oscar yeah, for her. But she Gia, got the Globe. Yeah. yeah, she got the Globe. But I feel like that would have been great if that was able to be considered. Because it was a TV movie. So it would be obviously on the Globes or like the Emmys. But that would have been cool if it was up for an Oscar. Like it could be in contention. Because mm-hmm. it was yeah. really good. Um, yeah, so then we see Don't Say a Word. Which is the one with Michael Douglas. That I've seen bits of. But I haven't seen all of it spun another favor which we will definitely cover on the podcast but i love uh how they mention her going toe-to-toe with mickey rourke like i love yeah. that they're like she was as yeah, far as cool. we all knew she was kind of inexperienced like she didn't have the chops to or not that she didn't have the chops to but people didn't think she would but they thought she'd be really intimidated by that role this is very similar to heath ledger when he did 10 things they were like he can't oh, yeah. be a lead like he's no he's not even known and he said i don't want to do it unless i'm the lead i don't i'm mm. gonna try out for the lead and i'm gonna get it and like you know Brittany murphy it seems like is a similar type of person. Like she wasn't intimidated. I love how they're like, I love that she just tore this man down. (laughs) I love Spun. Like Spun's one of my favorite movies. And I feel like I've told most of my friends to watch it. And they're just like, why do you like all these fucking weird, like Iraqi is another one that people are like, why is (laughs) like, I love all this weird shit. Is Spun a different movie from the Heath Ledger movie about meth? Uh, No, it's not Heath Ledger. It is about meth, but Heath Ledger's not in it. Uh, oh. It has Jason Schwartzman, uh, Mickey Rourke, Brittany Murphy, John Leguizamo, Mina Suvari, Patrick Fugit, um, okay. Debbie wait, Harry. Wait. Wasn't Heath also in a movie? Candy. And it's Candy. about heroin. Okay. Candy's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's more like a love. One. Yeah. Like a, yo, we were definitely doing Candy. Okay. Um, it's like a drug love story, kind of. Like a, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait. it's different. And then is Spun different from Candy and this one? 
Yeah, Spud and Candy are two different films. They are? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Candy came out in 2006, and it's, like, an Australian film. Like, everyone in there is Australian. Okay. Um, Abby Cornish and, like, Jeffrey Rush and Heath. I think those are the main three in Candy. Okay. And then Spun is, like, a ensemble cast. I mean, it has maybe, like, ten mains. Like, it keeps jumping from different characters. But Jason Schwartzman's kind of the main one in Spun. But that one's about meth. Oh, okay, like, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, and, like, them cooking it and, like, all this crazy shit uh, around it. But, yeah, it's, like, a weird... It's done by uh, Jonas Ackerland, who's a Swedish guy who directs, like... Uh, he did Madonna's, like, Ray of Light video. So you okay. know how that's edited? Like, it's really yeah. fast and kind of crazy. Almost like the way Requiem is edited. Okay. Um, in those drug sequences, Spun is completely like that. It's like an... It's like a... I've never seen Spun. Oh, it's it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's on the list to do. We should probably do it kind of soon. But yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it's it's like a drug movie, but I really like it. Just the editing's cool. Uh, Billy Corgan does uh, the music. Oh, that's cool. Instrumentals and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. it's really cool. Yeah, so she's in that, and she is she's so good in that. Uh, Brittany Murphy. So that's but again, it's another kind of like druggy, like you know, kind of out of it movie. She was really thin in that. And I think after that, she did Just Married. Okay. And then, like, okay. was with Ashton. And then, I love that they interviewed Taryn Manning. Yeah. <laughs> and that after this note, when they were doing, uh, was it 8 Mile they were doing together? Mm-hmm. And she said, like, I love this, she, in her trailer, she's like, she left me this note being like, oh my god, you're so cool. Oh yeah, that is so like, cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love her. So February of 2010, this is only like about a month and a half after she died. This is when Simon invites the reporter back to the house and gives this weird tour. And then that's when the reporter sees this bed that looks like it's been slept in on the other side. And I can't believe she asks him in the house. Like, I would be, like, too freaked out to ask him, like, who sleeps in that bed with you? But I I guess she did. And then even in the Larry King interview, he said that, like, I think Larry King was like, what do you guys do? Like, what do you, you know, you're living together still. What happens? Mm-hmm. He's like, we just cry. We just, like, we just cry oh, together. And then gosh. that's what he said, that Sharon sometimes crawls in the bed with him, oh, embraces him, and cry- they cry together. That was so uncomfortable, even just to imagine. Like How weird, right? So then we get to the fact that we find out that the mom was left everything, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. I guess maybe not kind of strange. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're really young and you're not making a will, I mean, I, I guess mm-hmm. maybe it just automatically would unless you add your husband. Like, I don't think it's an automatic that you add your husband. Yeah. I think it probably is something you have to physically, you know, submit paperwork to add them. So maybe it just would go to her mom or I don't know if that was intentional or what. But then it kind of made it seem weird that he was sticking around. And I was like, oh, so now that's why he's sticking with the mom. Oh, yeah. Because sure. she, she has the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And she has the money. Yeah. he If he leaves, like. He doesn't have any money. You know, he and was he like probably, a failed writer or something. I mean, he definitely used both of them, right? He he knew how to manipulate both of them. I feel like now that Britney's gone, he knows that he will have nothing unless, you know, she, he's almost like at the mom's mercy at this point. So yeah. it's in his best interest to, like, be close to her and, like, to make her feel like she doesn't have anyone but him now, you know? Mm-hmm. God. So I, it's very obvious what he's doing. He's just like really manipulative and yeah. I mean, 
which apparently he does. Like, this is a pattern yeah. with him. Yeah. Then he fucking starts a foundation and then goes around oh to gosh. the director that she's worked with and asks for money. So bad. I was like, this is a, my second audible. What? I was like, whoa, hold on. He's starting a foundation asking for money. I wrote, I'm in shock. I'm in tears almost. <laughs> like, I, I I could not believe it that these directors were like, this was so weird. Yeah. Like, what was going on? I had no idea about any of this. I mean, I guess this wouldn't make headline news in 2010 because we just lived in a different type of news cycle where the news is not what it is now, where we find mm-hmm. out like every hour we find out new information about things but god i mean this is certainly a a detective web of of like what's going on it's really nuts and then oh god the fact that she read everything about herself and she kind of like saw these things that people were saying about her i feel it's so weird so she was in tokyo in 2006 doing ramen girl have you guys no i haven't no um i i've not seen it but i like made a note that it looked kind of interesting and i kind of want to know more about it i do so, too um yeah. from 2008 um and it looks like the the oh wow okay this is the uh description an american woman is stranded in tokyo after breaking up with her boyfriend searching for direction in life she trains to be a ramen chef under tyrannical under a tyrannical japanese master <laughs> okay yeah but it's like the films that she was doing at this point, I think had started to take a different trajectory. Like after mm-hmm. I want to say Sin City, which yeah. was 2005. Mm-hmm. After that, I feel like she was in that too. Something. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's in Sin City. She's also in, um, uh, she did like, of like voices and happy feet. That mm-hmm. Penguin movie. Then after Just Mary, she was doing Uptown Girls. I don't know what happened with after her breakup from Ashton. I feel like mm. he didn't he kind of allude to like he wanted some like I guess like did he go to Demi after pretty I, I think they got married pretty shortly after that. Yeah, like, so did he want like different like was it real with him and and Brittany, I think so. It wasn't a PR thing, was it? Because the movie was coming out. But they liked each other. It didn't strike me as something overly PR-ish. I mean, it yeah. could have been. Or it could have been the sort of thing where the studio was like, hey, why don't you guys hang out? You know, or... You yeah, know, yeah, just see, so you're seen together. and then the Yeah, or, you know, just, just hang out for a while and see what happens, you know? So... <laughs> <laughs> Which, apparently, every relationship is fake. Yeah, like if they're famous and they're dating, it's probably fake. Mm-hmm. I also had yeah. no idea that I found out that okay, not to go back to this other podcast, but to go back to it, <laughs> they had a guy who used to do like celebrity photography, like paparazzi, but a little bit more involved in that in one episode. And those pictures of Brad Pitt and Angelina on that beach where they were quote unquote caught, yeah, those were staged. Really? Oh, really? They, they called because they were on a remote beach in Costa Rica. They were like, come. The guy was like, come on. You really think that they know where they are? They call them and tell them. The people that you never think will call the paparazzi, they do. So that mm-hmm. was not like they got caught. That was okay. all like on purpose. I was like, wow, that's diabolical that you would think like A-list stars would that's do that. But they're okay. like, they all do. They're like, it's fine. I mean, like that's part of the Hollywood game. They're like, I'm just telling you, like everyone does it. 
Like, don't think that (laughs) it's only people who are smaller and they're just trying to get big. It's like, no, even the people on top want to always be talked about. So I was like, damn, that's kind of crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not illegal. It's like, yeah, okay, do your shit. If this is what you want to happen and you want to be talked about for like the next few months. So it's kind of nuts. So after she was in Tokyo in 2006, she came back to LA and took a meeting with Simon. And then from then on, they were, they kept saying that he kind of like put a spell uh, on people. Like she was under his spell now and they just Mm -hmm. were never apart. And that was like, that was it. I, I mean, I actually, that's pretty obvious. Like, yeah, you know, I feel like she didn't grow up with a dad. So she probably mm-hmm. had that whole thing about, like, lacking a, a father figure and they tend to go for older men sort of thing. And then he met someone who's, like, very charming, who's English. I mean, come on, you know, mm-hmm. like. I mean, I would say yes for English, but not this one, girl. Not this one. I know, but I think he <laughs> pretended to be very successful. Yeah. And, like, he true. probably, like, pretended to be, like, head over heels, like, right away. Yeah. So, like, someone who's, like, has a lot of insecurities, they fall for people like him. They don't. Yeah, and they all talk about how kind she was and kind of, like, of, oblivious, like, because she didn't really have, like, a normal bringing, you know? She didn't go to school, like, like other kids do, and so she didn't pick up on a lot of... Oh, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, they did naive. mention that, yeah. So it's not... Again, I don't find it shocking. I feel like I, I have... I actually know many girls like her, you know? Oh my who gosh, that's so end sad. up with like all the guys who clearly are liars and like but to them they, they can't see it you know yeah yeah so, i forgot they did mention that the fact that it's very common in hollywood for a lot of these girls who get famous young and even guys like it, it goes both ways oh yeah that when so. they don't go to school and they don't realize like what's bad like they don't mm-hmm. pick up on those cues of yeah, like who's not a good person yeah. experiences in school that we've all had you know mm-hmm. but so like the bullies are different it's in the sorry. press like you know you're yeah. not dealing with just a person on the schoolyard it's like oh no you're dealing with the public bullying you like mm-hmm. you know it's like it comes from everywhere and people don't even know you are like I have mean, all these opinions didn't he drive like a really fancy car and just pretend to be really f- successful i think he, I yeah think so. i think so um, yeah like and and didn't that like did, didn't he like wasn't he later proven to be like kind of a pathological liar oh yeah, yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. i mean because um there's a woman who was from france who like talked about her experience with him um mm-hmm. with that child yeah. yeah um and the dinner party where he mm-hmm. like told a bunch of lies and then this guy was like no he's never done anything that he said like i don't know what movie he's talking about it was so embarrassing it wasn't even good oh, yeah, like, he, right. he was just a constant he was like always making up things you know well, I thought it was interesting after she met him and she came and she came back and they were inseparable that she wanted to get married. Um, she was for the marriage, like because she really wanted stability, like we were saying, like she didn't have that stable mm-hmm. home life. And I feel like Sharon they said Sharon was for the marriage. And then of course Sharon, the mom, now changed because I'm sure pills or some type mm-hmm. of like substance was involved because all of a sudden the mom seemed to almost mimic what the daughter was doing and just yeah. kind of like agreeable, like very sedated. And all of a sudden, like, yeah. And then, then we get the autopsy, which is the end of part one where they say chronically walking pneumonia 
anemia mm-hmm. and then like a whole host of prescriptions. I mean, mm-hmm. over the counter prescription uh, drugs, like a whole lot of stuff for someone but, who was who was sick. But didn't Doctor Lisa say that they found no drugs in her s- system? They found no, I think, controlled drugs. Like oh, heroin, cocaine. Ma- yeah, okay. like I think okay. prescription. Yeah, I think it was more of like almost similar to – it almost sounds like it's very similar to what happened with Heath Ledger because I think he was also sick. Mm-hmm. I, I think okay. he'd been sick from the end of that movie that he was doing. And if you watch the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which is his last film, you can see that he looks like he has the flu. Yeah. Like it, and it's very like rainy and cold. I think it's in England. So it just like the environment looks like he's sick and it looks like a damp oh, environment. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. he, he, I think he died like in the middle of filming that. But I think at that point he was very sick and that's why he went back to New York. And I think he took like probably similar drugs to what she's taken, like to go to sleep because you're like congested or, and it's yeah. like that cocktail that you just don't know. I think he yeah. might have had alcohol in his system though. Okay. Um, I don't know if he had any like other drugs, but I, I thought his was like prescription too. But like you never know what combination for each person could kill you. I mean, it, yeah, what kill one person might not kill the other. You know, like so, it's yeah, it's, it's really crazy. But then we move on to part two, and this is where I leave you on the feed. And if you want to hear more, go sign up for our Patreon because we're going to talk about part two now. We're leaving you with blue balls, and you know. <laughs> There is nothing you can do about it. <laughs>